It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? This is your host, the real Ed Oliver, Brandon Scott. Brandon Scott is live in D.C. at the Game Capital One Arena. He's live reporting there after the game, so we had some real insight from the game. Wizards lose to the Cavs. Jordan Poole gets booed. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NBA and use code all lowercase NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, and the Washington Wizards lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Um, it was a close game. Um 114, 106. It was, a, I would say, it was a winnable game. And um, later on, we're going to talk about the uh, Monte Morris trade to the Timberwolves and kind of how that affects the Wizards because the Wizards had an offer on the table from the Timberwolves for four second round picks, but they turned it down. And now it kind of looks like the Timberwolves are not going to trade for Tyus after getting Monte Morris. So we're going to talk about that after we recap the game. But Brandon, what are your thoughts since you were at the game? Uh, some people said that there was a, a back and forth between Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma as well. Um, so did you see that? And then what, what just your overall take from the game as well? Um, I did see it. And, you know, Jordan Poole, man, um, struggled. He de- he definitely struggled. And a lot of fans, he got some booze tonight, man. And it's just, you know, this his place in D.C. long term, man. I, I know there's something we're going to talk about <laughs> definitely in the future, but um, it ain't looking good right now. E. Um, looking at the game, this was a really good uh, game by Kuzma, man. He, I mean, obviously 24 shot attempts. But he, he shot a good ball tonight. I mean, I mean, not from a fishy standpoint. I mean, if you look at 11 for 24, fishy was left at the door. But, I mean, you know, he, he they rolled with a hot hand, they, you know, and he, and he 28 points, what can you say? Um, because we know what the MO is with Kyle Kuzma. You know, he's going to shoot a lot of shots. And um, you can look at 20-plus a night, but obviously a fishy is checking at the door. Uh, looking at the starting five, uh, Tyus Jones, 15 points, eight assists. So Tyus Jones uh, shooting six for 10 for the field. So Tyus Jones continues to boost his trade value. Um, we'll see. Tomorrow's a big day, everybody. So we'll see if he's moved. Um, he definitely has value. He definitely, uh, you know, again, with his performance tonight, eight assists, shows how he can be that floor general who can create for others and um, get people involved. Denny, nine points, eight assists, three for 10. The shot wasn't dropping, but um, defensively was solid tonight. Looking at, uh, again, Kuzma, 20 points. Again, efficiency, I get it. You know, you, you, how do you really look at the sad line? On, you know, one hand, he is 28 points, and he was very active. I mean, on the other hand, it's like it took 24 shots in his 11 for 24. So efficiency continues to be an issue, but he continues to be that score this team needs. Um, looking at Gaff, I feel like Gaff had a better, better game against Jared Allen, man. If you look at the stat line, 14 points, 
13 rebounds, four blocks. So Gafford definitely showed out. Um, I, felt, I felt like he had a really good game. Now, looking at the bench, Corey Kispert, again, <laughs> continues to show why. You know, when we talk about breakout candidates, we always talk about Denny this year. But I think we got to put a little respect on Corey Kispert's name, man, because he continues to show how he has evolved offensively. And defensively, he's very, very active in the shows. I mean, he just continues to hit big shots. But defensively, he's not a detriment anymore. I think he shows enough energy on the defensive end that he can definitely be not on Bilal Denny's level, you know, defensively, but he can definitely be an asset on the defensive end. So 23.7 rebounds, two assists, four for nine for three, nine for 15 for the field. And then Bilal Kulabali, six points, a uh, shot still getting there. He had a three-point shot in the first half, but he uh, his his offense is definitely still coming along. And then on uh, one side note, Amarui, man, <laughs> I mean, that dog, man, ripping the ball out of people's hands. I mean, he's got to get minutes after the deadline. So I like the performance for this team overall. It was, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a good team game as far as ball movement because we're still dealing with the same issues as far as uh, ball dominancy, you know, especially with uh, Kyle Kuzma. So, but overall, they stayed tough. They stayed in the game. But I think what ultimately really got the Wizards tonight was points in the paint. We've got to be sticklers with, you know, keeping people out of the paint. People know the MO with the Washington Wizards is the attack of paint. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, they, they capitalized on that. So, yeah, if I'm a point at one stat to look at as far as why we lost this game, it's definitely going to be points in the paint as far as the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, definitely points in the paint. Uh, Donovan Mitchell went nuclear. He had, what, 40 points? In the game, um, he had a huge three down the stretch. Got to the free throw line, uh, 40 points, five for 10 from the three point line. He had 17 in the first half as well, and he uh went seven for seven from the free throw line as well. Um, so he dominated uh basically from start to finish. And uh, but yeah, Gafford, I, th- I thought he played a good game, but yeah, I mean, I-, I can't I can't ignore the Jordan Poole experience tonight, man. It was just inexcusable and it was hard to watch. It really was. I did not see the dispute. Between uh, Kuzma and Poole, um, some people are saying that, you know, Kuzma called Jordan Poole a certain word. So I, I didn't see that. But so I'm not going to talk about it too much. But, man, the shot selection by Jordan Poole was awful. And um, I'm not going to blame one guy for the loss. But really just looking at the last couple shots, because he, he got booed on that one shot uh, down the stretch. There was seven seconds left in the shot clock. And I'm trying to look at the um, – the uh, play-by-play here. So Jordan Poole had a take foul, 112 to 104. We were down. So and, and, and it, he really should have been benched, you know. So I, I really think they should they should find a way to move him. But he just has no trade value at this point at all. And it's really unfortunate. Just the body language. You go – You he had zero points and fouled out. I've never seen – I mean, we've seen guys have zero points and foul out. It doesn't, it doesn't happen much. This is almost like a Davis – he almost had a Davies Berton stat line where it's zero point zero board zero says zero 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 across the board. He almost did that tonight and have six fouls. He really almost did that, and he was put in the game for Denny Avdia with thirty six seconds left. That's where Keith made him. That was a West Huntsville Junior move to put Jordan Poole in there for Denny. That was that was just a bad move by Keith. That's probably what, like the first thing for Brian Keith for Chief Keith where I could say he made a big mistake. I think that was just awful by him. Uh, Jordan Poole look, trying to look at the shots that he took down the stretch. But um, yeah, he he entered the game for Eugene. He uh just he just took a couple shots down the stretch where they were just awful. And um, yeah, he t- he missed a thirty three foot jumper. We're down one hundred six to ninety nine. Um, out of bounds pass turnover. We were down one hundred four to ninety seven. Um, there's another one where he missed a twenty eight foot step back jumper. We were only down ninety nine to ninety five. We were only down by four. You know, he's taking unnecessary shots. 
with you know at least 10 seconds left on the shot clock that he doesn't need to take and it's frustrating i know his teammates are tired of it you know so and i, I know coos take some bad shots too but at least coos showed up tonight and put up 28 points you know gafford showed up kisper showed up denny showed up everybody else on the court really played their part yeah blouse having his up and downs lately you know some of the turnovers some of the missed shots and whatnot but that you're that's expected from a young rookie and Bilal, who's only like what 19 years old, but Jordan Poole, man, I hate to harp on him so much, but man, like, and Tyus showed up too. Tyus hit some big shots down the stretch too to keep us in the game. This this really was a winnable game. It really was a winnable game. This was a game where they had a legitimate chance to win this game. Did I think they were going to win? No, I didn't, of course, but they they had a shot to win. I'll say that they were they were in range to win this game. So um, the front office, they got a you know Jordan Poole's got to look himself in the mirror, and they 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 like you like you keep saying they have to have a legitimate conversation and be like, hey man, what's what's going on, man? Do you really want to be here? If not, then um, they it, it, they're in such a bad situation with him and his contract right now, where you have to attach something to him to move him, and we just don't have the capital to do anything like that. I mean, all the second round picks that we got right now, it's almost to the point where it's like you you got to attach some second round picks and see who. Who's going to take on Jordan Poole at this point? And like I said, I'm a Jordan Poole fan, but hey, you know, so I'm going to move on. And um, like I like like you said, Denny had a good game. I like a lot of the things that he did getting to the basket tonight. Corey Kispert finishing around the rim. I like a lot of the things that he did. Gafford had four blocks. He had a double-double, did a great job against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. So I got to give him his props. Even though, yes, Evan Mobley put up 22 points. He's a talented player, but I think Gafford had one of his better games, 14 points, 13 boards, four blocks. Uh, so I was happy. And then DeLon Wright, this this most likely is going to be his last game in D.C. He did get the uh, – he got 600 steals in his career. So congrats to him on that. Shemet hit a three. This probably is going to be his last game here in D.C. Uh, Eugene tried with some effort, 3.3 steals. And uh, Johnny Davis, DNP. Jules Bernard, DNP. Johnny Davis, props to him. He had um, – what, he had six steals in the G League game? Something like that? So Yeah, uh, six steals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, six steals, something like that. So shout out to Johnny Davis for that for playing well in the G league. So hopefully he can continue that and, and um, do some of that in the, in the, in the real games. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to move on too, man, but going to go back to pool. It's like, he, it appears that he doesn't want to be here. A lot of people are saying that he doesn't want to be here. And the thing is, you know, like we both said, he, they got to have the conversation and be like, look right now he has no value. I mean, who, who are we going to move him to? I mean, who's, I mean, it, it, we, like you said, we're going to have to attach a first round pick just to send them somewhere else. And that's not the situation we want to be in. And it's, it's crazy because when he first came over here from Golden State, we, I was very excited. I thought that, you know, he definitely could average 20 plus. And, but now you got to look at that trade again and say, all right, you know, before it was a good trade because you traded a 40 year old guy for a young guy who's not in his prime yet, who definitely can score 20 plus. But, Again, how much was his bad attitude and a lot of the issues that he has shielded by those vets in Golden State? You know, so and now it's up. And don't get me wrong. The inefficiency is an issue with uh, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. But the thing is, the attitude. You know, now you got guys that are fighting on the court, and, and you can't blame Wes because Wes isn't the coach no more. So, you know, you got to look at what is the problem. And all year long, E, the problem, the common denominator has been Jordan Poole. So, you know, they, we got a tough road ahead of us because it behooves them the, the one have that conversation with them. And two, we've got to try to boost his value if we hope to move him down the line because we are way out of the whole realm of franchise cornerstone. We are now in the territory of, look, we got to move this guy and we got to figure out how to do it. So, yeah, it, it's it's just, it's just you know, it's, it's tough to see that with a young guy because, again, he's a young guy who can play. But, you know, it, his time in D.C., in my opinion, it has to come to an end sooner or later. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he clearly doesn't want to be here. Now, some, somebody else in the comments said that he probably will play better wherever the next team he goes, and that's 100% fine. You know, it's all about if you don't want to be here, then, you know, you can go. And if you want to play better and harder somewhere else, then, you know, it's, it's about setting a culture too, you know. And, and like I said, I don't want to harp on pool. You know, he's not the only guy who takes bad shots. But just the body language and, and some of the things he's done the last couple games is, is just inexcusable. And tonight was just inexcusable. And the fans booed him. And I said, I, at the beginning, I was like, don't boo, don't boo. But now I'm just like, you know, I, I understand. I understand. Oh, I totally understand. Boo is my, I mean, and, and, but I understand where you're coming from. It, it's, you don't want to boo a young player on your team. Yeah. But here's the thing, man, with the attitude and all that, it's like nobody owes you anything. You know, you got the contract. You know, you need to perform. Yeah, I get it. It's not Golden State. He has to acclimate to being in D.C. But here's the thing, man. You got your bag. You got a responsibility to this team. And the fact that it's a rebuild, a lot of these young guys, man, are looking to you for leadership because, you know, you have that championship ring. You have that experience where you've been around a winning culture. You've been around a coach who knows how to win. You've been around players who know how to win. So we need him to show us what he learned in Golden State because at this point, man, it's we got to move him eventually because he's becoming a detriment to the team. And that's just my opinion. I, I like Jordan Poole, and I hope he can figure it out, whether it's here in D.C. or somewhere else. But he's got to figure it out soon, man, because – now he's venturing into the territory where he's now a detriment. You know, they're starting to get into on the court. Once you're beefing with somebody on the court on national televised TV, that's an issue. It's not like it's in a locker room or in, the, in somewhere else. You're fighting on the court, and you continue to see issues with, with pool, man. So that's where I'm at, man. They got to have this conversation. They got to have it now. Mm -hmm. But all right, we're going to uh, move on to the news today of the Monte Morris and Timberwolves trade, how it, how it affects the Washington Wizards. This is the last one. Last episode before the trade deadline, so this is what we've been waiting for. Tomorrow is the trade deadline. It's the big day. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything the 2024 rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure the 2024 nissan pathfinder also has room up to eight and expansive cargo capacity and advanced ability four by four capability take the nissan rogue nissan pathfinder or nissan armada and go find your next big adventure the nissan model the 2024 nissan armada will change what you expect from a full-size suv Check out check it out at shopnissanusa.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So the Timberwolves traded. Uh, actually, let me put up the trade right now real quick. Because I know the um, the Pistons added. I want to say they added on uh, Kevin Knox to the deal, if I'm not mistaken. Or that might be the one for Simone. Um, I, I can't pronounce the young man's name. But actually, no. The Timberwolves sent... A 2030 second round pick to the Pistons with Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr., the former Wizard, as a part of the deal for guard, former Wizard Monte Morris. So, what are your thoughts on the Timberwolves sending a 2030 second round pick 
and uh, Shake Milton and Troy Brown. They sent they sent two players in a pick for Monte Morris. All of that for Monte. We didn't even get that for Monte Morris. We only got a second round pick for Monte Morris. But all, all that aside, what do you think about that for uh, affecting the Tyus Jones? trademark as well i'm thinking that not only with Taj jones with most of the guys that are on the trade block right now they have to lower the price man because other teams are finding other ways to get what they want at a cheaper price we've got to lower the price man because you very well could see a trade deadline where you may see coups in the wizards uniform you still may see ties you still may see gap i mean the likelihood right now is that shaman is probably gone and delon is probably gone but you know and how does it affect this team going forward? We're obviously going, you know, we're going to talk about it, but I mean, this is the time to sell. And they, yeah, and we both said it, E. It, I get aiming high in negotiating, but it's crutch time now, man. And they got to make a deal. They got to find the best deal available and go with it because I thought they should have jumped on four second round picks. I get it, second round picks, but we're not dealing with Tommy Shepard anymore. You know, we, we got a front office who's going to be able to flip these second-round picks, so you got to take what you can get. So, Monty, if you look at it, and, you know, it's not the most sexy move. I get it. You know, Shane Milton, uh, Shane Milton, uh, not a bad player. I like I, – I definitely like his energy. Um, Troy Brown Jr., I'm good. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, and then a second-round pick. So it shows you that they're finding – teams are finding out to get what they want at a cheaper premium because we're just – we're asking for too much. So I think that if, if they indeed want to move on from Gafford, or coups or ties, they've got to load the price down, man. Because look, tomorrow's a big day. But I think it's a definite. You know, you're going to see Shaman and you're going to see uh, Delon on the move tomorrow. And how's it affect? Yeah, I think that's the big. How it affects it is that's the big thing is that we got to load the price down. You know, we aimed high. You know, we 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 see what people are willing to pay, and now we've got to lower the price down if we really want to move on. Because in my humble opinion, and I've gotten flack for it, but I'm gonna be hundred with you. I think we need to move in many veterans we can because. After the deadline, man, this is a time when you need to evaluate young talent. And for what I see from Jordan Poole and his shot attempts and Kyle Kuzma, man, I believe that the usage rate with those two players is going to conflict with trying to develop our young guys. And, we've, and you know, if Kuz stays here after the deadline, we've got to find a way for him to, to get more people involved and not take 20 to 25 shots a game. And same thing with Poole, man. So there's a lot of hard decisions going to have to be made within the next 24 hours, man, and being 100 because – you know, one hand, they've got to start a rebuild. The second hand, you know, they're asking, you know, really, what do you do with these vets? How long do you really hold on to Kuzma? Because like you said, Ian, like I said, his value ain't going to get much higher. And Tyus, you know, many teams aren't going to give a first-round pickup for a guy who's a rental. And, you know, Gaff, you know, it's the same thing. Um, you're not going to give up a first-round pick for a guy who's really going to be a, a, a backup. So I think we're in a position where you get what you get, and it's not going to be so much picks but it's going to be young talent in return, in my opinion. Yeah, I, like like he's, like you were saying as well, I think they, they kind of – I'm not going to say they dropped the ball, but, you know, the four second-round picks is probably the most you were going to get or they, they, they were going to get for him. And uh, the Timberwolves trading for Monte Morris, basically it shuts the door. Now, I mean, the Sixers, they they I think they still have interest. The Lakers still have interest, but the likelihood of it happening is just, is just getting smaller. They're not going to get a first-round pick. They want to get a first-round pick, I understand. You want to aim high and get the most value you can get, but it's just not going to happen. There is a possibility where Tyus stays past the deadline. They sign him in the offseason, then they eventually trade him, or they do they do a sign-in trade or something like that. Even when they do that, they probably won't get what they want, which is a first-round pick. They're probably going to get multiple second-round picks. Again, uh, talented player, good player, but you know the league they know who he is. You know he's a, he's a good starter, 
but he's a better backup. He's he's better as a backup, and and teams are not going to give a, a first round pick for a player like that. The assist to turnover ratio is great. The floater is good. The three pointer is good, and all that. But it's just not enough for a first. Now we we would love to get a first because we have so many seconds. We have the most seconds in in the in the league right now at this point. But uh, you're you're just not going to get that for Tyus right now. So um, Monte Morris, you know he's he's you know he's a backup point guard too. So they they just settled, you know, because they don't want to give up that asking price. So that that basically just gave gave a signal to the league. Um, I know you brought up Shamet and Delon. Those guys are definitely going to be traded. I feel like tomorrow we're not going to get much back for them either. Most likely a second, maybe one for DeLon and then the, and then one for uh, Shemet as well. Probably one each. If I had to say that, they might be grouped together and traded somewhere else, maybe to the Bucks or something like that. I could see that happening. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't see us getting much back tomorrow. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a relatively quiet day. My bold prediction on Bleacher Report is Johnny getting traded, but I think he's actually going to stay. And I think they're actually going to try to give him some playing time. I know he didn't play tonight, but I think they're actually going to try to give him a chance because he's actually – I'm not going to say actually playing better in the G League, but, he, you know, he's he's playing better in the G League. So I think it's it's time that they, that they try to give him a little bit more playing time. Oh, no, I agree, man. But, um, you know, looking forward to the deadline. I mean, you know, starting with the guys that I don't really think are going to be on the move. Kuzma, I think, is staying. I, I, yeah. I don't think – they're yeah. not going to get the asking price for two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. And you may get one because of his contract. You got control of him for three more years. But you're not going – again, I don't think you're going to get a first for Gaff. You're not going to get a first for Tyus. So I can de- yeah. see both of them staying. And, then, you know, it's okay. I mean, look, Tyus, obviously we're not going to get anything back from him, which, you know, you want to get something for him at the deadline because I don't see him – you know, there's reports that they might try to resign him. But in this stage in his career, he's going to want to be on the contender. I don't see him wanting to be here long term. So he's pretty much going to let him walk for free, you know, and then with Gaff, you know, team friendly deal. Like I said, with him and Bagley, you know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel next year to see what the, both of those guys can do. Because, like I said, Gaff, I get it. it it's a very team friendly deal. You don't necessarily need to move on from him. So, you know, you can retain him and not feel too bad about it because, you know, he, he can't be good for these young guys here. And he, and we, he definitely needs to be furtherly, uh, furtherly, Lord, um, further developed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It really is. Uh, tomorrow, I said this before, man. Um, you're not gonna get a lot in the deadline this year. I mean, you, you like you said, a couple of first, second, second round picks, maybe a young player, but you know, you're looking at the off season pretty much as a time when they're probably gonna move coups. So who knows? They might have a trick up the sleeve. There might be a lot of smoke and mirrors. We might be having a show tomorrow, and all of them might be gone. But you know, we'll, we'll see, man. The market is ever changing, but the Monte Morris trade definitely changed the market a little bit, in my opinion. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it shut. I think it shut the door on, on any, on any big, you know, any hopes for it to get something for Monte Morris. It, it definitely shut shut the door on that. But uh, we're gonna get to some comments. There's a lot of people in here. 68 people in the chat. A lot of people have some comments tonight. But we're gonna get to that uh, before we get a quick word. After we get a quick word from Brandon. Yes, sir. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Nissan. So, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? I am. Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 oh, no, it's, Nissan it's Prize Picks. Oh, the Prize Picks? Yeah, oh. Prize Picks. Oh yeah. man. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and switch that up. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you guys probably wonder what is Prize Picks, right? Well, Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over three million members. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six players and their stat projections to watch your winnings roll 
And it's demon time on prize picks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000. Oh, demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play a prize picks. <laughs> Squares marked with red demons and or green goblins get you different payouts. You can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. I'm trying to tell you just four correct picks. So all you got to do is go to prospects.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for our first deposit match up to $100. And again, all you got to do is go to prospects.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for our first deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I definitely recommend Nissan also, y'all. So definitely rock with me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I forgot to say the trade deadline show, too. Um, it's fast approaching. Locked on Fantasy Basketball is your place for live reaction Thursday, which is tomorrow, 1 p.m. Subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Basketball on YouTube today so you don't miss Josh Lloyd. Uh, breaking down every NBA trade with analysis insight you can only get from Locked on Fantasy Basketball, part of the Locked on F- Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, if there is a big trade, we will try to go live during the day. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see where, where our schedule is at. I want to say the deadline is at like two o'clock or something like that. Um, like I said, I I don't really think anything big is going to happen for us tomorrow. I, I don't think there's any really, <clears throat> excuse me, big name trades that are going to happen. I think it's going to be a lot of middle tier kind of trades like it happened today. I think it's going to be bigger names than today. Like today was like Simone, the guy from the Jazz. I, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name, his last name. And then um, Troy Brown Jr. and Shake Milton, Monte Morris kind of just, you know, lower tier trades, no disrespect to those guys, but you know, they're just not blockbuster trades. It is what it is. So it's going to be more stuff like that tomorrow. I feel like I don't think it's going to be any, you know, all-star movement or anything like that. Um, but yeah, let's start with a couple comments here. Uh, Edward Moore says, one thing I noticed right off the bat is pulling Denny or keeping an offensive flowing by making passes when Ty is passing the ball, like a Golden State office, but Kuz will stop and shot hunt. So the only thing is, I'm sorry, it's just, it's just tough to say anything about Jordan Poole at this point. You know, um, maybe in the first half, but in the second half when the game really got tough and got tight, you know, he took some really, really questionable shots. Uh, it was hard to watch, you know, step back 28-foot three-pointer when we're down by four when the game is in range with seven seconds left on the shot clock. You know, it, it's just inexcusable. So, um, you know, I, I disagree with, a little bit with you there, with with you there, Ed, you know, but everything else, you know, I, 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 see, where, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, Denny, Denny always makes the right pass and makes the right decision for sure. Tyus makes the right pass and right decision for sure. Yeah, I mean, response to the, the, the comment, man. Um, Poole has started to try to get people involved, man, but he's just – he's not where we need him to be, and I'll say that. Um, probably the most positive thing I can say. Because, like I said, I, I like Poole, man, but he is, he's got a long road ahead of him to get his value up and find who he is as a player, man, because – you're getting booed by your fans. I mean, you're, you're 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 fighting on the court. I mean, it's a lot of red flags for teams who potentially would want to trade for him. So right now, we, he's untradeable. This is an untradeable contract, and that's just that is the mo right now with people around the league. That it is it's unmovable right now. It is an unmovable contract. Um, so 
but yeah, I mean, Kuz, here's the thing with Kuz, man, is man, he's a he he's that score, but it takes 20 to 25 shots to get there. I mean, that's gotta be they've gotta slow that down. I mean, you know, I'm fine with 15, 18 shot attempts, man, but he's gotta slow that down. Um Cody Cotty, 1999 said, um, at the game tonight, just wanted to tell y'all fans that we're booing Jordan Poole and chanting, we won Dinwiddie. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear that, man. But mm. Lord have mercy. I mean, I how bad does it get where you went Dinwiddie back? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't go that far to say Dinwiddie. It, it's, it's, getting, it's getting tough with Jordan Poole, honestly, but I can't. And there's actually a video showing Dinwiddie sitting on a bench by himself while the Nets players are warming up, just like he did in D.C., where he was staying in office and would be by himself. I don't know what if, what he just thought about. I guess he thought he was Hollywood or something. He can't warm up with his teammates. He has to sit on the bench by himself. And um, then there's a play where Cam Thomas had to go to the bench and tell – or to the huddle and tell uh, Dinwiddie what the play was. So there's been some videos about that circulating. So, no, I I, I can't co-sign that the, I want – the player people that want to see Dinwiddie, I, I I can't. I rather watch Jordan Poole do this than Dinwiddie any day of the week. <laughs> Even though both are awful, both are awful. But I, I cannot watch another second of Professor Dinwiddie in a Wizards. No, Jersey. no, I can't do Dinwiddie again, man. I can't do. We, we've been there, we did that. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right now it's just we got to see what we have in Poole, and we have no choice. Give him the ball in the second half of the season, see what he can do. Um, but we've got to find some way to help this guy out because. That's the only choice we have. I mean, he has no values on is untradeable, and we got to try to figure out how to get him back to where he can be a 20 plus, you know, a game score, in my opinion. So we'll see. Because, like you said, I mean, oh Lord, Bulls Nation, shout out to you. That stat line zero points, man. I mean, four fouls. It's just he is clearly doesn't want to be here, man. But here's the thing you were here. So we got to find a way to get him right, in my opinion, because he's got too much talent to waste, man. I mean, that's the thing about Jordan Poole is that he's not a scrub. He, you know, he played on the championship team and he showed that he can play in this league. Is that, you know, we they have to have that conversation, say, look, man, I know you don't want to be here, but help us help you. And then we can go from there. But right now, he's gonna be here for a little bit, at least for a year, another year, man. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Bullets Nation, we're gonna talk about that in a second. Um, but I guess we'll this is the last thing we'll say about Jordan Poole is um Cotty, 1999, was, I guess they were there at the game as well. They said JP and Kuz got into it on the court. Kuz would cuss them out, and JP said to um, STFU, he says, the stadium got quiet for a second, too. Our players always fighting on the court. So it doesn't just happen with Wes. It happens with other people as well. And um, Bullets Nation also says 100% done. With the Jordan Poole experiment, four fights on the court this year, and all four have been Jordan Poole. Kuzma shouldn't call him out his name, but Poole yelling to shut the F up is not cool either. And then I'll just group all these comments into one because they're all basically the same thing. Desan says, Kuzma called Poole the B-word on the court tonight during an argument between the two. The media posting it right now. This can't get any worse. Now, I know Monumental Sports definitely is not going to bring this up at all. Um, and uh, now we'll move on to Bullets Nation and talk about Denny. A question about the Denny rumors. Bill Simmons said that he has sources that Denny wants to play for a good team. Very bad and requesting a trade as possible in the near future. Why does Denny want to leave? I'll let you do. I'll let you take on this one first. Um, I'll say this. Bill Simmons is a reputable source, uh, formerly of ESPN. Uh, he's got a good podcast. Definitely check it out. Um, I, I watch it all the time. Um, I'll say this, man. Uh, I'm not surprised because the the fight shows that, that there's just there's dysfunction and. 
you got to look at that Jordan Poole trade another way. And it goes back to Jordan Poole. I, I'm not trying to harp on Jordan Poole, but here's the thing. Four fights this year, just like the comment before said that, every issue goes back to who? You know, Denny has sit through, I mean, you know, three years being developed and now he's trying to break out. It's just he, he sees the writing on the wall, which is this is a pie, a prime moment for him to pie get moved because they know that a lot of move pieces have to happen in his organization. And so – it goes back. It goes back to what we've been saying. Oh, bless you. Um, it goes back to what we've been saying, man. Is that they gotta change the culture up. And I and, and I also say this, man. I have a conversation with somebody tonight, man. And the question, you know, the conversation went around Brian Key, and a lot of people in the building think that he could be that guy going forward. He could be the next hit coach because um, he's a reputable coach, man, who knows what he's doing. But here's the thing, you know, they gotta find a way to change his culture, man. West couldn't do it. Maybe Brian Keith can. You know, the fact the fights, all this, it's gotta stop. You know, we, we've got to clear a lot of this out. And, but right now you can't because Poole has an untradeable contract. So I'll get back to Bullets Nation uh, about Denny. If I'm Denny, and I, I, I hate to say this, man, but if I'm Denny, I'd probably do the same thing because the culture is bad right now. You know, obviously it's not a good team. They're losing. But, you know, the players, there's a reason why people are yelling at Jordan Poole, man. And, and I hate, like, again, I'm not trying to harp on him, but he's the only guy they're having issues with right now. I mean, it's got to stop the bad body language, the fights, the, the no effort, the, you know, you're not helping yourself if you don't want to be here because other teams see that. Every game, there's scouts out here. The guys are scouting, especially this close to the deadline. When your guy is making $25 million a year and you don't even want to put any kind of effort, who's going to want to trade for that? And Denny, you know, he's probably getting tired of it. You know, they got to nip this in the bud because, you know, if he formally requests out, that's going to have a ripple effect in the NBA, man. And that's going to say a lot about the culture in D.C. And, you know, the front office, one of the things they said coming in was we want to attract free agents. Well, this is not the right way to do that because who's going to want to come here if you got to deal with that issue? So I hate to harp on Jordan Poole, man, but he seems to be the issue. And he's they've got to talk to him. They've got to have a conversation. He's got to figure it out, man. Help us help you because it looks like the experiment here in D.C. is coming to an end. Because I, I for one, and I'm not the only one that feels this way, he doesn't want to be here. So let's help him. <laughs> let's help him out. Let's get his value up. Let's help him on his way because, you know, it's it's. It, I don't foresee it getting better. You know, year one, you already got issues with the guy, man. It's just so we'll see. Um, I hate to harp on a young man like that, man, but it's, mm-hmm. it continues to have issues at the issues. So, right. Um, and then talking about Denny, I think he has to if he if he wants to go to a good team. I think this is the best opportunity for him to get the playing time that, you know, he's kind of earned. If he goes to, I'm just going to look at like the playoff teams right now. um, And just kind of look at like where he would fit in the rotation. Now I think he would be in the rotation for a lot of teams, but you know, would he start and get the playing time that he's getting right now? Like if, if he's traded to the Cavs, I, I think he would he would play. He wouldn't start though. It's really between him him and Okoro. The Knicks he may start. The Sixers not sure. Pacers probably not. The Heat he wouldn't start. Uh, the Magic he probably wouldn't start because they got Franz and, and Paolo. So it, it's kind of like you know if he does want to get traded, I understand. But I think right now this is like the best opportunity for him to get the playing time and, and really grow his game and get better. We've seen him grow for four years and he's finally really starting to really play consistent basketball. So I, I get if he wants to go somewhere and win, but at the same time, you, you got to be careful what you wish for a little bit. You know, if you go to like 
you know, the, the Clippers, you know, he wouldn't start. The Thunder, he wouldn't start. Timberwolves wouldn't start. Nuggets probably wouldn't start. Kings wouldn't start. Suns wouldn't start. Pelicans most likely wouldn't start because they got Zion, Brandon Ingram, Caesar McCollum. I think you guys get the point that I'm making here. The Mavericks, he probably would start on that team. The Mavericks, I think they, they have interest in him. I think he definitely would play over there. So that that's a team and some fit there I could see. And um, just the trade value for Denny right now, you know, you I don't know if you get a first for him either. I think you kind of get something similar what you got for Rui Hachimura last year, like a couple second-round picks and a – I was going to say a decent player. Kendrick Nunn was, didn't end up being a decent player for us. But, yeah, that, that's my point that I'm making right there. So I understand Denny's frustration, but I think this is the team where he can – kind of like Kuz. Like, Kuz wants to be here because, you know, he's had, he has the greenest of green lights. And this is what area 11, 11's point right here is that he says, ain't it convenient that after it's not likely a trade will happen, Kuz Madison remembers how to, how to hoop. I think he sabotaged his trade value to stay here because he wants his own team. Like, Kuzma wants his own team. I think that's a big part of why Kuzma doesn't want to leave because he knows he's going to get 20 shots up here in D.C., you know, and that is, is his team. So I, I think Denny, honestly, for for his for his sake and his self, I do think this is the the best opportunity for him here in DC to grow his game and blossom his game. And he still has a lot of things to work on. Honestly, he is putting it together. I'm happy to see it, but for him to request a trade at this point, right, in my opinion, is a little premature. And um, like I said, if he goes to a team like the Nuggets or something like that, you know, how much playing time are you going to get? You know, he got what? He got 20 minutes tonight, which is actually not a lot. I don't know why he only got 20 minutes tonight either. He had zero fouls, which was really odd. And Keith, like I, like I was saying, you know, he took Denny out and put Jordan Poole in for Denny. And I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's a West Huntsville Jr. kind of decision right there. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens after the trade deadline with that too. But, you know, and I, I, don't, know how, I don't know how true Bill's sources are too. Bliss Nation says it here too. You know, how reliable is Bill Simmons' sources are saying Denny is verbally saying he's unhappy and wants a better team. Who is he talking to? So, yeah, we, we don't know just yet. You know, we'll see. We'll let things unfold. I think Denny is 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 actually here and happy from what I see. But, um, you know, who knows? Maybe Bill knows more than, than a lot of people know. Yeah, I mean, right now there's frustration. And I think, mm-hmm. like you said, I think that there's not too much to it because I think the best case scenario for Denny would be to stay here. Now, obviously, there's teams that would love to have him, but would he start? Um, I, I definitely think that we need to go ahead and keep Denny. I think he's definitely part of the foundation going forward with him. Bilal, Corey Kispert is a guy that we have not talked a lot about, but the future's bright, man. Look, Brian Keith, in my opinion, is a is a really good coach, and I think that, you know, depending on how they do in the second half of the year, um, you got to consider maybe he could be the guy. There's, You know, you got a new front office who, you know, they're going to make the necessary moves. So there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just, we'll see in the offseason, you know, definitely if they retain coups. But it, it's not, you know, it's not like we're breaking everything down. No, we, we definitely have a foundation of young guys that we can move on with. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's time to panic. It's just, it's definitely not because a lot of the right moves are happening for this franchise. So I'm with you. I don't see Denny going anywhere. I think he's definitely part of the future with Bilal. Um, and I saw that. <laughs> um, and, and I saw that one question, man. I didn't boo. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be professional here, man. I ain't, right. I ain't boo nobody. He's, but. he's got credentials, man. We got credentials. We got to be professional. <laughs> but I, I'll say this, man, you know, kind of in closing. Um, Jordan Poole is a young man who he proves he can play in this league. Now, work, man. Come on, please. Get that value because there's people that do believe in you. I mean, look – it doesn't help his organization if he struggles. You know what I mean? And he has he's, his contract is untradeable. So work your butt off and try to get back. You know, try to quiet those critics down, man. And that's all I can say for Jordan Poole. 
you know, a lot of issues right now, man. And but it behooves the organization to work with them. And that's kind of me in close, man. Um, I don't think it's time to panic. It, you know, there's issues, yeah, but I think we'll be all right in the long run. So, you know, tomorrow we'll see. We'll see who gets dealt. But my biggest thing, E, is definitely seeing what these young guys can do in the second half of the season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Ben says, uh, bench. JP, um, Omer says free Denny, and uh, shout out to Vlogger. She says Brandon giving us the exclusive takes from Calvin One <laughs> Arena. Um, there was another comment that I saw here too. That was inter- oh Diablo, Diablo man. I gotta I gotta give credit to Diablo. He's a huge Jordan Poole fan, and uh, he definitely defends Jordan Poole as much as possible. So I, I gotta. I gotta give Diablo credit for defending him so much, man. He he really is a loyal, 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 loyal Jordan Poole fan. He says, "Let my he says let my boy get up out of here, trash." <laughs> I, what do you you go you go ahead? <laughs> what you need to say to that, man? Like really? Come on, man. Like I, I get being a fan, man, but Lord have mercy, mm-hmm. man. I mean, come on, man. I mean, he's been the issue. I mean. And then, I mean, he's a young man. I get it. I've, I've, I've been trying to fight the good fight for Jordan Poole all year long. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I try to be positive, and I try to be supporting the, almost every play, every player on his roster. But when you continue to be in fights, when you continue to have bad battling language, when you continue to not give 100%, I don't care if he's giving 50%. You need to give 100%. You know, I mean, you get paid to do this, man. Like, you need to give every inch of, of sweat you got. And that's culture. And I think that they do want to build a culture here, but you know, with, with Jordan Poole, man, that the, what he's doing is not good for the culture. So they got to figure it out with him. They really do sooner than later, man, because right now he's looking like a bad contract. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I'll just I'll wrap it up there with uh, Bullets Nation. That comment is very accurate about Diablo. He said he's the new Israeli fandom. He is the <laughs> he's the 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 J the Jordan Poole fandom for sure. He is a Jordan Poole fan. Like I said, I'm a huge Jordan Poole fan. I love what he did with the Warriors. I thought we were going to get that here, but it, it has not turned out to be that. Um, his best game was that preseason game against the Knicks where he put up 40, and I was like, man, we're that's what we're going to get. Wow. But uh, it, it has not been that way at all. So, um, But, yeah, Brent, you got anything else before we see these? We're going to see you guys tomorrow. We're definitely going to go live tomorrow because whatever happens, we're going to talk about it. Like I said, we may – we may go, um, you know, we may go live whenever a trade happens during the day. It just depends on what happens and whatnot. So we will definitely keep you guys updated for sure. If not, then we'll just go live at our normal time around 7, 7.30-ish, 8 o'clock, something like really like 7, 7.30-ish. So stay tuned for sure. Absolutely. Now, I, I, I'm good, man. Um, definitely appreciate everybody, man. We got 89 people in here tonight. So definitely appreciate you guys taking the time to roll with us tonight. Uh, so definitely see you guys tomorrow. Uh, trade deadline. So the time has has arrived, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So thank you guys for lock, uh, locking in with us and tuning in. Make sure you guys subscribe, hit the notification bell as well. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.